This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein, and it is roster cutdown day we have our first official 53-man roster for the 2023 green bay packers we say first official because this is likely to change in the coming days um, as the packers maybe look to the waiver for certain position groups probably move some of these players to injured reserve and likely bring back a couple players as well but let's go ahead and get started right away perry we'll dive in this is probably going to be a quick one because we want to publish it out to everyone to listen to because it's going to change very quickly and pretty soon this episode will be irrelevant so starting with the quarterbacks perry sean clifford and jordan love packers keep to release alex magoo any surprise there no especially because they named sean clifford as the backup earlier this week not that i think that anyone expected it to be any different um but I would think that Alex will be back on the practice squad. Yeah, I agree. He's a likely candidate for that. Um, really quickly, before we dive into the rest of this, we did talk about pre-show, some surprises around the league, and Bailey Zappi being released by the Patriots I thought was fascinating, and Malik Cunningham, so they don't have a backup quarterback behind Mac Jones. Do you think the Packers go looking for any other backup behind Jordan Love, or do you think Sean Clifford is their guy and maybe they invest someone in the practice squad? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I didn't even go there in my brain. Um, no, I think the Packers should actually feel very good about their backup situation, especially after seeing what Sean Clifford was able to do in the preseason. Um, pleasantly surprised by his ability. I don't think anyone expected him to perform that well, and he's gotten a decent amount of praise. So I think they probably feel set. What I think that the Pats are doing is kind of what the Packers have done a little bit with less important positions than quarterback, but releasing guys opting to re-sign them after waivers um, so they can put guys on IR. Um, I'm, I would imagine the Patriots might have someone that they want to put on IR after making the 53 so they can bring them back earlier rather than the six weeks. That's like my hunch. Um, I think it's a risky move though, considering Bailey Zappi is a pretty good backup by league standards. I mean, he got some legit playing time last season, took it to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? <laughs> so um, let's hope he doesn't get claimed by someone who is maybe looking for uh, an upgrade at the backup quarterback position, but I would expect the Pats would hope to bring him back. Yeah. So before we talk about the rest of the roster, let's kind of break this down really quick for people that are listening and might not fully understand the rules. So the practice squad is expanded to 16 players. 10 of the 16 players 
can only have two accrued seasons and then six of those players don't have any limitations so you can have bets you can have players that been have been in the league a while and teams are still allowed to promote two players from their practice squad per game day um, and then they'll revert back to the practice squad so you can do that with a specific player three times before you have to actually put them on the active roster so practice squad players can't sign onto another team's practice squad but they can sign onto another team's 53-man roster um, unless they are designated as one of those protected players each week. Then when it comes to injured reserve and the physically unable to perform list, um, those players on the pup list don't count towards the 53-man roster. So in the Packers case, that's Eric Stokes. They can return after the team's fourth game of the season. If a player is placed on IR before the cutdown day, so before today, they would be ineligible to return for the entire regular season. Yeah. Uh, so that's like Tyler Davis. And then if a player is placed on injured reserve after roster cutdown, so after today, if a player has made the initial roster and then is placed on IR, they're required to miss four weeks and then they can come back after those four games, which is a change from last season when it was only three weeks. So, whew, no. <laughs> yeah, the rules are very confusing, um, which is why roster building is actually a bit of a trickier business than one might assume you just want to keep, you know, your best 53, but it actually requires some maneuvering. Yeah. There's some chess, chess games going on. Yes. And I think we'll talk about some of those at some of the later positions, but running back for the Packers, they kept three, obviously Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and then the preseason darling Emmanuel Wilson snagged the last running back spot. Uh, they waived injured Lou Nichols, the draft pick from this past season and Tyler Goodson, and then they released Patrick Taylor and Nate McCrary. So any thoughts on the running back room? I'd imagine at least Patrick Taylor comes back on the practice squad. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Wilson was one of those pleasant surprises. I think before I, we dive into the rest of the position groups, I just want to say that roster cutdown day is a really tough day, right? Nobody yep. wants to see players released it sucks. You know, the expanded practice squad that they've kept since COVID is awesome simply just because it means it gives more guys opportunities than previously. But if you flip it on its head, which I was thinking about all day is roster day can also be an amazing day mm -hmm. for guys like Emmanuel Wilson and two others that we'll get to later on in these position groups and Malik Keith and Bretton Cox, because it is a lifelong dream you know, realized for guys who went undrafted maybe and just had a tougher time, you know, more more things stacked against them to make it to a roster. And you said it, Emmanuel Wilson was a bit of a darling for us in this preseason, um, not just because he really made the most of his opportunities. Obviously, his first game, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown, um, but of course, because of his story of losing his father and playing for him and just the way that he's carried himself throughout camp. So I was somewhat surprised. Honestly, the Packers kept three. Um, I would not have been surprised if they did what they did last year, just kept two and then tried to stash mm -hmm. all of them on the practice squad. But obviously they felt Wilson deserved that spot. And it's really hard to argue um, against it. I think they keep as many of these running backs as possible on the practice squad if they can. Uh, just because it's a position that you want to have a plethora of. You never know what's going to happen. But I 100% agree with you that Patrick Taylor should be back, especially because of his abilities in pass protection and special teams. Um, would also love to see Tyler Goodson back if and when he gets healthy. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think that's an important note here, too, is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon aren't promised past this season. So the Packers, when they're building this roster, especially you know this season's roster, and we'll talk about it more as we get into other position groups, they're really looking for not just players for this season, but young guys that can stay on the roster for a couple seasons and really kind of replenish some of these cabinets that are potentially going to be bare. So yeah, Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, Emmanuel Wilson – those are players that could be a running back room in a couple seasons. And it seems unlikely, of course, that Jones and Dylan are both gone. But, you know, the point remains that the Packers are definitely having a future focus at some of these position groups where some of the vets might not be around in a couple of years. Totally. And with a few uh, draft picks, I would imagine, <laughs> in future years as well. <laughs> For sure. Um, let's move to wide receiver because this was a topic of conversation all preseason. I think because the Packers went from a plethora, Mm -hmm. or sorry, yes, a plethora of wide receivers, most of them kind of unknowns, to all of a sudden having a few options who could really legitimately make the roster and contribute. So your thoughts on who they kept. Um, We kind of knew Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, and Romeo Dobbs were locks. You, Samori Toure as well, I would put in there. You kind of like know that Goot likes to keep his draft picks. Especially um, fourth but, rounders. Like. Especially fourth rounders, right? And Dontavian Wicks. Um, but he did they did release Grant DuBose and another darling, another undrafted free agent who totally showed out this offseason preseason words. Um with Malik Keith wearing number 18. So really interesting. They could have taken six or seven, but like what are your thoughts now on how this room looks? Yeah, so when I went through and like kind of constructed my 53 prediction, I I had the Packers keeping seven, and it was Grant DuBose was getting that last spot. I think he absolutely comes back on the practice squad right away. Um, but I just thought, given that they're probably only keeping three tight ends, they would have a spot to give to a young player. And I think it was just that he had some limitations at camp, right? He was dealing with injuries and Malik Heath really deserving of that spot. We talked about it on previous episodes of the show, right? That he said, like, I can be the goon of this group. Like, I want to go body defenders and just be an absolutely amazing blocker for the other guys in the room. And I think what he showed in the preseason and all of training camp and the chemistry he was building with Jordan Love, it was just too much to to take a roster spot from him. So really fun, really, really young group of wide receivers, but a lot of different skill sets, too, that are exciting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it could have been seven wide receivers instead. It was three running backs. Um, so I think that extra spot from the tight end room went to Emmanuel Wilson fine by me. Um, they released also Jadakis Bonds, Dre Miller, Deuce Watts, Bo Melton, Cody Crest. None of those shocked me, um, per se, but I agree with you that I think DuBose should end up on the practice squad pretty easily. I really love this group. I think they're really exciting. Um, besides the obvious kind of top three who you know are going to be bona fide starters, there's a lot of talent underneath them to be utilized. And 
all you need to do is show Matt LaFleur that you're willing to block your ass off and you're probably going to make yourself a good case, which I think Wicks and Heath both did. But at the same time, watching Heath just like body guys and go up for the ball and not care about getting hit, et cetera, his route running ability better than you would expect from an undrafted guy. So I'm pumped. It's just really, like I said earlier, I think it's just when you get in the building, it, everyone's at a clean slate and all you have to do is showcase your abilities and your willingness to work and be part of that one eleventh. And it doesn't matter if you were drafted where you were drafted or if you weren't drafted. Um, and I think the Packers continue to make a case for undrafted free agents, like come try out here because you will get a legitimate shot to play. Yeah, so for those keeping score at home, that is two undrafted free agents so far uh, with this roster. Uh, there is one more, a third one. Uh, we'll see where that falls, uh, which position group. But I think this one is probably the most expected of all of the the position groups right now. It's the tight end fullback room with Josiah DeGuara, Tucker Craft, and Luke Musgrave. Uh, they released fullback Henry Pearson and then tight end Austin Allen. Could see both of them coming yeah. back to the practice squad. Could also see neither of them back on the practice squad. I know uh, Goody had said that he would be actively looking at the waivers to see what tight ends were available. So, you know, that's a room that they're not fully satisfied with because you're one injury away from a problem at that point. Yeah. It's sparse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I would imagine they, I mean, who knows, maybe they bring both back on the practice squad, but they, I think the Packers should carry at least one true fullback and an additional tight end. Um, it's interesting because I think all three of these guys, I'm not surprised, like made the roster, but it's a weird, it's weird to see such a small room. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool that two of them are rookies from this draft class because we're talking about, you know, rebuilding the cupboards, right? That are empty, restocking them. Your tight end room is going to be set for five years if these two pan out, but it's still not a ton of experience behind Josiah DeGuara. So that is the caveat then here. And I know there's plenty of tight ends. They'll be on the waivers. We'll see what any movement looks like this week. Offensive line, I thought was really interesting because the Packers ended up keeping 11. I had them taking 10. I think that's kind of the norm for them. Obviously we have Zach Tom, Rashid Walker, David Bakhtiari, Josh Myers, Elton Jenkins, and John Runyon Jr. But then the additions there, Royce Newman back on the 53, Caleb Jones, Sean Ryan, and Luke Tenuta. I read them out of order. I don't think I missed anyone. Yash. Did I? Okay. Yash, Elton Jenkins. You know, the, the yeah. starters are all there. But yeah. yeah. Royce Newman. Yeah. None of the <laughs> players surprised me. But Royce Newman, I mean, I don't know, man. There's got to be something that we don't know. Um, I think it's the depth, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's Sean Ryan and Royce Newman are the only interior guys. Luke Tenuta, I'm not sure if I mentioned him in the initial list. He's the 11th offensive lineman they're keeping. Speculation at this point is that he's ending up on injured reserve, but they'll want him back by midseason. It doesn't seem like a long-term thing. So stashing yeah. him for now, and maybe he'll come back at a later time. Uh, they released. Yeah, I mean, seven- that's probably why they kept 11, because it's really going to it's be really 10. 10 for the foreseeable future. Um, And again, probably why, and we'll never know, right, if Luke Tenuta didn't get hurt, if he would get that spot over Royce Newman, considering Royce Newman just has 
so much more experience and so many more snaps under his belt. But um, there's got to be, a, like you said, a reason for keeping him, which is likely just depth and knowing, like, you've been out there before. We can throw you out there if we need to, but you're probably our 10th offensive lineman. And I mean, you know, Rashid Walker is a blessing too, because you know, he can play either tackle spot. Yash can play either tackle spot. Zach Tom can play anywhere. He's probably a starting tackle, but he can play either guard spot or center. So you have a lot more depth with kind of those versatile guys on the roster. Um, They released even go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they, they even could put John Runyon right in at center as well. Mm -hmm. They tried that out this preseason. So the Packers are blessed with a lot of versatility. Yeah, I'm sure multiple names will be back. I know they kind of liked Kadeem Telfort, uh, Gene DeLance, Cole Snyder also released, and then James Empey released as well. So they'll probably store at least three big guys on the practice squad because that's just what they do. Um, switching then to the defensive side of the ball, the defensive line, I was kind of surprised that they kept six. I don't know about you. Um, I had them taking five here, but those, those names are obviously Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, the draft pick, Carl Brooks, the draft pick, and then Jonathan Ford rounding out that room, a former seventh round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, the number is maybe surprising, but the names aren't. Like, these are names that you saw regularly throughout the preseason contributing. Um, They really like both their rookies. And like I said earlier, I mean, besides Grant DuBose, the Packers don't readily release rookie draft picks. So, between that and the fact that Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden kind of made some noise in preseason games, I'm not surprised at all. And like good on Jonathan Ford, right? He made some kind of leap and now he's sticking with the team. Um, they released Jason Lawan, Antonio Moultrie and Chris Slayton um, would expect at least Chris Slayton to be back on the practice squad. Uh, I don't know about the other two we'll see, but it's a it's a room that for so long I think we were banging on the table for some depth, and now the Packers have some really really good depth there. So um, I'm happy to have an abundance of riches if it means keeping six guys. Yeah, and I think it's a really interesting case study too about just how quickly the league changes and like you know new players come in. Chris Slayton was like a camp darling, preseason darling last year. He was you know in the running for that 53. He looked really good. He was just kind of like on the bubble, probably like their 54th guy. And then this season, he didn't really make any noise in the preseason because he was outshined by draft picks, Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks. So I think it's just you know the league comes at you really fast and. I think he's, like you said, probably the most likely candidate for the practice squad. But, yeah, I thought uh, I thought that was really interesting because he was probably the leader in the clubhouse or one of them for that sixth spot. And then Jonathan Ford took over. Um, this is the room that I'm most excited about. This is the room that surprised me with the, the number keeping six here as well. We're talking about the edge rushers, the outside linebackers. Obviously, we knew Preston Smith, Rashawn Geary, J.J. Anigbari. And Lucas Van Ness were the four that wasn't going to change. But then the debate kind of raged on right between Justin Hollins, the vet, and Bretton Cox Jr., the rookie. Surprise, the Packers kept both, and they have six now in the edge room. Yeah, I mean, again, just like an abundance of riches. The thing for me is that Justin Hollins and Bretton Cox Jr. could not be more different. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they just bring an entirely different skill set to the table. I think Justin Hollins is definitely smaller and rangier, um, a little bit, I think, tweener-y from, to yep. inside yep. linebacker, whereas Brenton Cox is just like a big boy who can move fast um, and rush the passer. So, again, it doesn't surprise me. I don't think they're keeping like two guys who have the exact same skill sets. Um I love this room. I, I just, I think this room is really exciting. And when you pair it with the guys we just talked about on the defensive line, like this front can do some serious damage, um, especially when you look at the starters and the depth that they have. And, you know, we basically watched depth in the preseason. And again, it's, you know, twos versus twos, but our twos were mauling guys on the offensive line. So you have to feel really good about the way that they built the front seven. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about it with Andy Herman last week, the idea that you don't want Preston Smith playing 85% of snaps anymore, right? It, it, wasn't, right. Ver- it wasn't worth it for him to do that when Zedarius Smith was on the team. Um, so you don't want Rashawn Gary to be doing those same things. J.J. Anikbari is not going to come in and take 70% of your snacks, snaps. Lucas Van Ness is a rookie, not going to take 75% of your snaps. So to have guys that can come in and keep each other fresh and you know really put like Rashawn Gary in third down get after the quarterback situations as he's coming back from injury. Really, really excited about that room. Um, yeah. So that means, Oh, go ahead. No, I, you're about to talk about the guys who released. And I think there's like a, there's an asterisk with one of them. Yeah. So Keyshawn Banks, uh, Aaron Mosby, and then Kenneth Odomegwu, who of course was the international player that was brought in. He will count on the Packers roster. Well, I guess at this point they have the option to bring him back. That doesn't mean that they necessarily will, but they should because, you know, there's no harm in that. So he counts as an additional practice squad member. If the Packers do bring him back, they would technically be able to keep up to 17 players um, given that he has the one-year contract from that international um, player program. Inside linebackers, I think, is kind of interesting. We talked about it a little bit with Andy, too. They could have kept four. They could have kept five. They did decide to keep all five guys in Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, Tariq Carpenter, and Eric Wilson here, releasing Jimmy Phillips Jr. and Marvin Pierre. No surprise. Um, If you listen to our show with Andy, we actually talked a lot about the inside linebackers, namely from a special teams perspective and how much sway Rich Bisaccia would have when it comes to keeping some of these fringe guys on because of their special teams prowess. And I think clearly uh, Rich has a decent amount of sway because Tariq Carpenter, Eric Wilson, Isaiah McDuffie, all really important. Um, And again, Devondre is hurt. It's actually like fairly unknown if he's going to start week one. Um, So you'd imagine I want to say Isaiah McDuffie probably gets the nod to start yeah. with Quay, just given history. Um, but good to keep guys all around no matter what, um, just as like a precaution for Devondre. Yeah, I mean, not too many surprises here. I think Tariq Carpenter was a question just given the fact that, you know, he didn't really seem too invested in playing inside linebacker, but really, really, really good special teamer. Eric Wilson, also a good special teamer. Isaiah McDuffie, honestly, also a really, really good special teamer. So that's the... Uh, the secondary yeah. Rich Passaccia room, I guess, after his uh, his special teams unit. So, corner, th- I'm ready for your thoughts on this one because it surprised me a little bit. Packers only kept four to start the season. Obviously, Jair Alexander, Keyshawn Nixon, Russell Douglas, and then Carrington Valentine snagging that fourth spot. Eric Stokes goes on the physically unable to perform list, of course. Then they released Elijah Hamilton, 
Shamar John Charles, William Hooper, Corey Ballantyne, Tyrell Ford, and Keandre Thomas. So it's really five, right? It's not four because right. Eric right. Stokes is going back. Um, quick story before I give you my thoughts. My dad texted me in all caps, Keyshawn Nixon, question mark, question mark, question mark. And I was like, what? And he was like, I don't see him on the list. I was like, dad, he's right there. Don't worry. (laughs) So for anyone wondering, Keyshawn Nixon did make the roster. Um, I think it's awesome to see Carrington Valentine on here. I don't know if anyone really had any doubts, um, but he certainly made the case that he deserves to be in this list. I feel fine about it. I think the rest of the guys that they released are just guys um, and that they could fill their practice squad back up with some of them, all of them, none of them. I I would think that Ballantyne and Keandre Thomas would likely be back. Um, The Shamar John Charles release also doesn't surprise me. I think when you've been on the team for a number of seasons and you just haven't carved out a role for yourself at all, then why should they keep you around? Um, I think it's unfortunate. Uh, I guess he's in the safety group, so we'll get there next. But there was one safety that I was, um, you know, upset to see released. But again, we have this practice squad that they can bring any and all of these guys back if they want to. I can't imagine any of them are going to get claimed on waivers. Um, the only thing with the quarterback is you're an injury away from (laughs) some serious, serious questions. Um, Needless to say though, I think it's nice to see that they do have a depth piece with Carrington Valentine and that you would feel, you know, not horribly terrified if he was out there on the boundary, if you needed him. Yeah. I mean, I think that is, that is the nice piece, right? Cause there's a lot of times that players show flashes in the preseason and you're like, okay, there's some promise there. There's a lot of talent to develop, but do I want them starting week one? No, absolutely not. So like, that's not to say that you want Carrington to start over anyone that's listed, but I, I think there's less of a fear factor there than there might be with some other position groups. Um, and obviously, like we said, Eric Stokes could come back here relatively soon. Uh, the safety unit the Packers ended up keeping five. Uh, they went, they agreed on an injury settlement with Tervarius Moore released in his gains and Benny Sapp the third, which left them with five safeties on their roster, Dallin Levitt, Rudy Ford, Darnell Savage, Jonathan Owens, and the rookie draft pick, Anthony Johnson Jr. But who's starting? <sighs> we don't know. million-dollar <laughs> question, I think. Um, no, I mean, Darnell Savage and who? Uh, yeah, I mean, this room is just like a continuous question mark for me. Um, if they had released all these guys, I would have been like, sure. Uh, they decided to keep five down love it obviously for special teams and uh the rest of them i guess giving them a chance um sad to see Innis Gaines go we love Innis Gaines um but this also means that simone biles is officially a packers wag <laughs> so that's a win things we love to see <clears throat> yeah i mean Dallin levitt some of these guys felt like they were there as core basaccia teamers like you're Don Levin, I don't think was ever in the conversation to be one of the starting safeties. Like he was never in the rotation. So yes, he, you know, his position technically is safety, but I think you can pencil him in or, you know, Sharpie him in as the only player, not probably in contention to start opposite Darnell Savage week one. It's probably Rudy Ford at this point, but yeah, Jonathan Owens, nice depth, depth piece. And then Anthony Johnson, Jr. Some fun upside to develop. Um, the last 
group, the special teamers, looks a little interesting here. And this is where we talked about kind of those chess moves that teams are making. They only have kicker Anders Carlson and punter Daniel Whelan. Uh, Daniel Whelan beating out Pat O'Donnell, who was released yesterday. Um, and then they waived Broughton Hatcher, who was a long snapper, and released uh, Matt Orzich with the caveat, of course, being that he is likely to come back on the roster probably tomorrow once the Packers move somebody from the 53 on to injured reserve. And of course, the speculation again is that that's Luke to the offensive lineman. So there's your 53 man roster. Any, any surprises? I mean, I think the Pat O'Donnell move made sense. The Packers are getting young. It's a young core. Just let them grow together. I don't feel particularly emotionally attached to our punter. So <laughs> no, um, I think this team there's a clear vision for this team, right? It's be as young as possible, be as versatile as possible, and let's just go see how many football games we can win and how we can mold and develop you. Um, I mean, the oldest guy is, what, David Bakhtiari, 31. <laughs> like, this is a very, very, very young team. Um, so I'm excited. Like we said, it's going to change. Who knows who else Goot is going to bring in? You know, he loves his street free agent signings um, early in the season. And uh, not that I think there's really anyone, but I think I would be personally on the lookout for a tight end. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm ready for these guys to play a real football game. Yeah, we are going to be talking about real football next week on this very show. We have the opener to look forward to Packers Bears. Um <laughs> It, it's coming really fast. I'm sure, you know, the Packers will make a couple roster adjustments by that point. Like we said, they're going to need a long snapper unless they're going to have somebody. Zach Tom can probably do it. Just let Zach, Zach Tom long snap. He does everything else for the team. So any final thoughts on the roster before we wrap this thing up? No. Um, I just uh, I think I said it before, just young and ready to go. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of fun to see multiple undrafted players make the roster. It's always really cool for those guys to get an opportunity. Um, looking at the Wes Hodkowitz article from the Packers 53-man roster, um, 45 of these players are former draft picks. Eight of them are undrafted guys just from across the league. And then 34 of the 53 were players that were drafted by Brian Gutekunst. All 11 players from last season's draft class made this roster. So tells you how this team feels about draft and develop and of course we're thinking Grant DeBose comes back on the practice squad which would only leave Lou Nichols who was waived injured but thank you as always for listening to the show you can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS podcast you can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J Loney next week we will be talking about real Packers football week one of the regular season against the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field your first look at Jordan Love in a regular season game that matters when he is TV one. We can't wait to talk about it. Thank you for listening and go Pack Go Pack Go.